Hey y'all, this episode of It's Still Happening is a little bit longer than usual. So here's full disclaimer to take your time, have a little bit more space, and definitely extend some patience to me as I share from my heart to yours. Enjoy the show. You're listening to It's Still Happening, the ancestral healing podcast for those of us who are creating lives of freedom, abundance, and belonging in the world and for cultural change. It's me, Ash Johns, your guide, host, and hopefully inspirational muse, who also happens to be a spiritualist, coach, strategist, and water worshiper. If you've been questioning your purpose, noticing some reoccurring generational patterns in your own life, and desire healing, transformation, and forward movement, you're definitely in good company, my friend. Welcome to my show. Hey, everyone. Here we are in episode nine. Well, look how that happened. And it's been a really nice break, at least on my side, on my end. Um to take a little pause to reflect on this entire podcast kickoff journey that started just before the new year and uh, officially launched January 1st. And so episode nine right now is dedicated to a recap of season one. That's right. This is the end of season one, the wintering season and to get us ready to move into season two, which is for springtime. But let me tell y'all, so first things first, before we get into tune in, I'm gonna share with y'all where I'm at and why today is definitely different than other episode recordings. One, I woke up at like 1.52 in the morning, (laughs) and I don't even know why, but I also definitely know why. And it wasn't for me to come downstairs and uh, record this episode. I really had this hunger or like drive, inspiration, motivation. That's the word, motivation to go to the gym, which I don't think has ever in my whole entire life ever happened. I don't think I've ever woken up in the middle of the night and been like, oh, I have a real craving to sweat at the gym, workout, run. Um, But it came. And so... uh, I knew I wanted to do a recap episode and to tease up, you know, review what's been shared and some thoughts over the season and what's happened since episode eight, but I hadn't actually written out what I wanted to cover. So I was like, oh, this, since I'm inspired, why not go up and uh, do my little workout while writing the notes? Okay. So I totally did that. And then as I was up there. I got this download from Spirit after I took a pause from the notes as I'm on the treadmill. And (laughs) tell me why I backed out of the Apple iPhone notes app and thought I lost all the notes and downloads. And I literally almost like lost it (laughs) on the treadmill. I'm like, what is going on? Blessings, they did make this technology a little bit decent and I didn't lose it. So there's that. So it's now 3.30 in the morning. I had a really good workout, got some notes, connected with spirit, and I'm coming to you. It's live for me. It's recorded for you, but we're all feeling the vibes, I hope. 
and a little bit more. So I'm in my office. I always like to set this, set the tone so you guys can kind of sit with me, be with me, invite you into the space of this episode, the container of this episode, the community of this episode. Thank you for being here. And as a result, yes, or not as a result, but in theme, I want us to reflect over the intentions that were set, the desires, the call to be in community, to slow down, to really listen to the vibration of my voice and and those who walk with me and what it might inspire in you. You know, again, I have this sensitivity to the consumerism that is our culture. And so I just want to give that reminder. Also, if it's your first time listening, I'm setting the expectation, you know, go back to the, uh, podcast teaser episode, episode one and two really kind of set the tone of what I'm hoping you will join me in, which is intentional space in this podcast. A little bit more housekeeping. Thank y'all. Like, thank you. There have been so many downloads. Like I haven't actually checked the analytics because my producer does that. And I'd be like, My focus right now is to be myself and show up in this podcast. We'll talk about numbers later, okay? Like I know everyone's into like metrics and stuff for me. I'm like, the energy never lies. And right now there's a lot of things happening around this podcast. So I haven't looked at the metrics, but the last time we did have a brief conversation about it, there were like over a thousand downloads per episode or something like that, which is really amazing. Like, thank you. Thank you for showing up for me. Thank you for being interested in my work and my voice, my being, my existence, and how my journey uh, and my path might inspire yours. We're definitely crossing paths. And if you know anything about my philosophies, I truly believe that we cross paths with people in this process and are becoming for a reason. So thank you for supporting me in this exchange. Really, like from my heart to yours. And I would like to actually ask for a little bit more as I continue sitting down and and settling in and pulling through these thoughts and these inspirations and these messages from my life and from my spirits to yours. I would love to see some more stars on and iTunes if you're feeling the episode or even something that I've said within the episode. Go on over and give me a rating. Give me a review, please. I would really like to read the words and understand what is resonating and what's not. Like the numbers are cool. You know, again, my my producer would be like, oh my God, that episode, which we're going to talk about that in a moment. People really love that. Like it's overperforming all the others and all the things. That's great. But there is something really real about reading the words and the feedback of what resonated, what's landed, what's triggering, what's eye-opening, what's um, absolutely something you already know, but I've said it or delivered it in a way that really spoke to your spirit and soul and helped you in some way, shape, or form. I would love to see that. So to help us step into that request, I am going to be pulling some um, winners for for folks. I don't know. It is morning, y'all, so hang with me. Um, some winners. I like to pull some winners of people who leave reviews. <laughs> There we go. Simplify with the language, please. Um, So go over, listen to the episodes. And if you feel inspired to enter this little giveaway, I don't know what the gift is yet, but the gift will be winners will be selected and the gift will be given by or at the kickoff of season two. How about that? We'll say the, the kickoff of season two. 
which is coming around spring equinox, which would be around the third week of March, March like 21st. So, you know, the episodes always drop on Wednesdays. So expect the announcement of the winner during that time. Go over to the iTunes, the Apple podcast, however you do things, leave a review. I would greatly appreciate it. And be honest, don't be like giving me these one line, little fluffy, fluffy. This is great. Like if you're going to enter, come with your whole heart, like be inspired. If not, it's all good. There'll be other opportunities, but authenticity. I'd rather have a little that's a lot than a whole lot that ain't doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I roll. So come with your whole self, but for real, for real, whether you leave um, uh, some stars or a review or not, just thank you for listening. It's um, at all times walking our path, regardless how we see people through our own eyes and how they show up, we're all walking a path for a reason. And there's growth and challenges and uh, healing that is happening by doing so. And I am not exempt. I talk about that all the time. So there is that. And I'm reaching for, I'm such a grandma, y'all. I'm doing things that as a kid, I would be like, that's me turning on my heating pad. <laughs> so as I said, it's 3.30 something in the morning. I'm drinking some cinnamon herbal ginger tea, orange blossom, something cinnamon black tea. I don't know, but it's delicious. I never took down my Christmas lights, so in my office I can see my little uh, icicle Christmas lights through the window. The lights are off, so it's really moody and warm. Ziggy is asleep in the living room because he likes to be close to me, but he's definitely about that sleep life. And I've got a Chesapeake Bay candle lit on my desk. It's it's like peace and tranquility or something like that, but ah, I feel good, and I'm glad that I'm here. So should we do a tune-in? Let's do the tune-in now. Per usual, if you've been joining me in this, these episodes of It's Still Happening, you know that these tune-ins are whatever you'd like them to be, but I do let them come through from spirit and sometimes they are very potent. So if you are operating a vehicle, if you're holding a precious baby, if you're washing dishes with sharp items, glassware, and knives, please don't let yourself tune in too far. Become and stay aware. And if you are in a comfortable space where you can really relax and you've got your notebook ready and you're just receiving this digital ceremony, if you will, then go all in and even pause and allow yourself to go even further than what this transmission is offering through my voice at this time. I'm going to take some deep breaths. Join me in that if you'd like. I sing the highest praises. I give thanks. I give gratitude. I come with my heart and my love and my humility to my highest self, to the ancestors that walk with me, to the spirit guides, to my protectors, my overseers, my right and my left hands. Thank you. Thank you for holding me and my healing and my leadership and my growing. Thank you for the blessings of creativity and creation of walking my divine path, of saying yes, of struggling through and still showing up in order to share and shine and be, just be here. 
Thank you to every single soul and spirit and their keepers who chooses to tune in and be in community in this in this way with me. May we all receive beautiful blessings in the most mundane and also over-the-top opulent ways, that our eyes are wide in the beautifulness of this life and our existence, that we continue to lean forward and also rest in our pleasure, that we build, that we grow, that we see that we are absolutely brilliant and bountiful and benevolent beings inside of this world. May this culture continue to heal. May the things that are still happening that are causing strife and oppression and separation and anxiety and smallness, have a moment of being relieved and lifted. May they dissipate. May they dissolve. May they shift into beautiful love and care and understanding and compassion. Calling in all of the ones who want to speak through and for me for the intention of my path and the greatness of this world evolving. Thank you for being here. Protect the space in my voice. Let my intentions be crystal clear and well-received. Let my intentions even surprise and surpass me in the most beautiful ways, not only in my life, but in every person who listens and every person who gets to receive their energy as an ongoing transmission of community exchange, energy exchange. The words don't even capture what I truly am asking and holding in this moment, but let it be well held and let it be. And so it is. Also honoring the lands in which we all are working and living on, the original keepers and ancestors, to all of the elemental beings, we honor you. I'm just going to actually breathe and take a moment. Sometimes I get really frustrated when the words don't hold what I really feel in my heart. There are tears welling up in my eyes right now because this life truly is a gift and all of our struggles, there is a lot of beauty. I've had a lot of frustrations. <laughs> in the last week and a half. And um, right now I'm recording this. I think it is March 4th. So those of you who do follow me on the internet and on my newsletter and in healing is happening, you know, in my different community chambers, part of my friends and acquaintances, circles, family. Y'all know that I just had a birthday. I turned 34 and um, all of February went by so fast. It was just like, an incubator of another death cycle. And to be honest with you, living and dying is happening every single moment. Like rebirth and death and life and death and rebirth is happening constantly. And so I find myself talking about them as if they're these these isolated chapters, but really as soon as a death happens, I'm already in the, the rebirth and then in the living as another death is happening. And so that's what February felt like. It was Stepping into the first, knowing that I was going to be in um, New Orleans, I have been called to New Orleans for at least three years now. Three years, y'all. I knew it before I even moved back to the States, okay? And I moved back to the States at the end of, um, when was it? Well, officially, it was spring of 2018, but I was visiting, trying to see if what the fuck I wanted to do at like November, December. 
This tea is poppin'. I bought it in New Orleans, actually. I need to, what is the name of this? It is so good. Harney and Sons? I don't know, it's some store brand something, but it is delicious. Okay. And so uh, I knew I needed to come and I did do a very short trip as gifted to me by my previous partner. And uh, it was nice, it was nice, but I couldn't really sink in and, and like live there and connect with the land and the waters and the spirits and the crocodiles and all the different things um, that were there. And it was just, they would just come to me, like the ancestors there, the spirits would come to me, my own ancestors and spirits would come to me and talk to me about needing to go. So leading up to me booking my flight, and I can't remember if I talked about this in a previous episode, um, because truth be told, y'all, I like record these and never go back and re-listen to them. <laughs> truth be told, I actually do that in all my podcasts. Even if I'm a guest, I'm like, here's the interview, not listening again. I don't know. I heard that actors and actresses do that. They'll do their performance and they never actually watch their performance, like the whole film. They'll go to the opening, you know, and things like that. But that is totally me. I never re-listen to these. But getting back to the story before i actually booked my flight i was having all of these issues with flooding it was coming from my ceilings i I live in a newer building actually it's like a year old building um so it's new construction and in any new construction there's always something but this is weird like i actually moved twice since living here in five months and then right around like january end of December or January time, uh, I started getting these massive leaks in the ceiling. I started having flooding from downstairs in the first floor. It was just coming from both directions. And I, it was, it was, I know what was going on. And those of you who work with water spirits or have relationship with greater deities, you know, what's up when you're not listening to your spirits and your ancestors, you're moving slower than what they think or they want, or they know is best for you, they will get your attention. And so they did. And as soon as I booked my flight and my accommodations for New Orleans, everything cleared up. And I mean, I was having issues with management, with them like handling things and the construction crew were coming in and they're trying to like fix things, but then I'm fixing it right. Then they're patching it up. And then they're like, it's all done. The next, you know, I wake up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and I'm stepping in water again and not just a little water. I'm not talking about trinkling. I'm talking about like wade in the water, okay? Like water, water, water. So anywho, um, the Mercury retrograde, going to New Orleans, really getting into what I call um, the void of the season. You know, winter starts in December. It goes until the beginning of of March, we're right now at the cusp of spring coming in. February to me is a time, not only is it the beautiful month of black history, and not only is it my birth month, which is fantabulous. It's also to me like the middle of that winter period of like planting seeds of not being seen, of figuring out what you want and where you're going every single time it's not just because i don't feel this just because it's my birth month like it's the only month that's so short like it holds such significance energetically and so i got a couple things uh learnings if you will from my time in new orleans that i want to share with you and maybe my learnings of my own path will inspire you to reflect on what's happened from january to now maybe even from the start of 
winter to now as we get ready to move into springtime. The way that I notice in my own life is um, the more that I live in alignment to spirit, my purpose, my higher self, my calling, in relationship with ancestors, in the healing, um, in ancestral wisdoms, and the ebb and flow of energy patterns, right? All those things. Uh, there's just some natural seasons that occur. So for me, the winter time is really about testing, getting clear on what I want to do, testing it out, laying the groundwork, the seeds so that come springtime, I'm naturally really ready to be seen even more, to lean into it, to adjust, to reflect, to recommit. And we see that with the whole like New Year's resolutions and then by March time, we all have forgotten. I'm saying less about resolving and thinking you're gonna get it done in two months or for the whole year and just taking it season by season. I did trial and error from December, January and February. March, April, May is me like adjusting, fine tuning and lighting some fire on some shit, breathing and loving on the little baby buds of plants that are coming up that is my life or business or relationship or desires. And come summer, we're like basking in the heavy hard work, like the sun is on us. We were, we're moving between hard work and lots of play and high energy. And then come fall, we're reaping the benefits, looking for the death cycle, um, pulling up the, the, the buds and the things and tending to the lands, our lands, our needs, and just dwindling down to die and listen and rest and then get ready to go again, right? So... I didn't, you know, there's some folks who practice different ways of ancestral reverence and ritual, and they do start with honoring of the land. Like all of our ancestors had an animistic way of, of being in relationship to spirit in their lives and growing crops and sustaining themselves. I realized this literally looking at years of my patterns. You know, you could look at the patterns of, for me, I always live somewhere for four years. Right around that third year, I'm like, what's going to happen next? I can feel the rumbling. You know, just look at the patterns. I guess right now, before I even get into New Orleans learnings, I want to invite you to maybe sit down and look at your energy patterns of life change, of projects uh, undergone and accomplished, of when you get antsy, when you get inspired, when change comes in your life and how you live it, sit in it, cultivate it, honor it. Do you notice, maybe look over the next last five years, you know? This is actually my first year of feeling a resonance to the number five in my whole life. I really work with two fours and eights. So there's that. Okay. New Orleans um, learnings. Number one, <laughs> my travel style is to be local wherever I go. This is something I've known for a while, ever since I started traveling. I love solo travel. I cringe at group travel. If you ever invited me, to group travel, I'm gonna be socially awkward as fuck and probably say no, struggle to say no, then say yes, and then when I go, I'm gonna be by myself. <laughs> That's the truth. I am so not into group travel. I love being able to move in my own time. 
I'm listening to my spirits. I'm resting. I like to go. I like to sit. I like to watch. I like to meet locals. I like to pretend I'm a local. Like when I got to New Orleans, I stayed in the Bywater area. I picked an Airbnb that was very much so in a regular ass neighborhood. I went to the regular ass grocery store. I went to the regular ass post office. I shopped at the local pet store, independently owned. Um, I had stuff mailed to me there. I did mailings. I did regular ass work. You know, I was there for three weeks. And for those of you who are interested in working with me one-on-one, you'll, you might know or will know that um, I work for three weeks with one-on-one clients and then I take a week off for integration for them, but also clearing, spiritual maintenance, um, tending to reflections that fourth week. So I tend to go really quiet the fourth week of the month. So I was in New Orleans doing those three weeks of work time, regular work. So I did my regular calls, my regular things. I was in the middle of launching and and promoting and talking about healing is happening. So I say that to say when I travel solo and pretend to be a local, it allows me to feel the different vibration of being on different land and around different spirits than my regular life at home. There is an energy of South Florida, a swampiness, a restness, of a forgottenness, a presence, but also a hiddenness about the energy and the spirits here. And obviously, New Orleans is not that, right? Everyone is talking. Everything is walking up and down the streets and around. Like, I woke up and there were spirits that were literally having drinks in the corner of my bedroom. <laughs> like, like, it was a, a hidden speakeasy at some point. And I'm like, oh, okay. And they just looked at me like, hey, like we're doing what we're doing. What are you doing? And I'm like, just sleeping. You know, I just was sleeping. <laughs> um, but I love that. I love that uh, some people who are into the mind hacking and limitless stuff, you know, like the Mind Valley people, they talk about one of the easiest hacks of transforming your life and getting to your growth edge is to change your location. Just, and it's scientifically proven, if you wanna change your life, move into a different environment because even in the work that I do, epigenetics, your environment, the culture, the energy that you're around, who and what is influencing you has an effect on how you see yourself and how you operate in the world. And so no shame on other people, but for me, I travel to feel and experience something else not to necessarily do tourism things and to drink and to party and just run around and by the time I come home, I'm fucking tired. No, I like to travel so that I can be somewhere else, like literally live somewhere else for a time. Just a little travel hack for you that can spill over into activating your spiritual awareness and connection because when I got to New Orleans, I could see why my people were calling me there. You know, they were calling me there to rest and to deepen, to really honor what I am, who I am and what and who I walk with. And I didn't feel that in Florida. I also didn't, hadn't been feeling that Florida was home. I knew that I wanted to create some roots so that I can further deepen into these chapters that are unfolding in my life. But it wasn't until taking a break from South Florida being in New Orleans that I could feel the beginning roots that are already in these muddy waters here. It's interesting, muddy waters. So a little thing around maybe exploring your ways of moving 
to different environments in order to feel different energies. Not just for reprieve, not just for fun, not just for the food, but just to be. I spent a great deal of my time just sitting on the fucking porch, (laughs) watching and feeling, just being local, like an old person. You know, they sit on the porch and they just observe. And you get so much information by just sitting, acting, being local, rested still. Another learning or remembering is um, self-acceptance is an ongoing thing. I know that I have a tendency to like the higher quality things in life. I do. I always have. You know, I've talked about being a little girl and my mom being like, okay, you get to pick one thing out and I'm looking at two different things. And the thing that I really want is the more important thing or the more expensive thing. I've always had that and I inherited that, I think primarily from my, my father's uh, mother's lineage. But there's times where I would judge myself for that, of liking high quality things or nice things or indulgent things. And um, I had to look at that even in my accommodations booking. <laughs> I booked two different places initially, two different Airbnbs that I was going to spend a week and a half in each we're like almost two weeks and then a week in another. I think that was the original plan. Yeah. Yeah. It was two weeks in the first one and then one week in the other one. So the first one was the little cottage and Bywater, like local total, like just in the neighborhood. And I got there and I was like, okay, the spirits were like looking at me and we were just, you know, communing and everything was cool and dandy. But I was like, I'm kind of tired of this dustiness. No disrespect. Like, this is a cute cottage. I love that this is like regular living. But you know how when something's just not tended to? Like, dustiness is a problem, especially when it comes to spiritual hygiene and dealing with energy. And the more that, the longer I was there, the more dusty it became. And I was like, I can't breathe. Like, by the fifth day or something I had the windows open all day like in the day at night while I was sleeping I just needed airflow just to help us all be able to move around the space and I was like you know what Ash I'm down with 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 being scrappy and there's definitely a little hippie person in me I've lived in you know regular ass places that's like that's how I describe regular ass places but in this juncture in my life I realize that I want to accept being comfortable, that I don't have to be in places that don't make me feel well or healthy or vibrant, don't reflect the energy body in which I'm walking in now, don't reflect the healing that I want to be in my life and and, in other people's lives and in my lineages. And so I had to just accept that this is not like gratitude to the lands and that home and the spirits that welcome me into that space and the dustiness, the, the fogginess was not, the, the decor, the design really didn't reflect who and what I am and what I, I want to bring into the world. So long story short, I ended up booking another Airbnb, moving out and doing a, um, moving to the warehouse district and doing a loft type situation for the remaining two weeks. Now, I have always been infatuated with lofts and like, taking old warehouses and industrial places where creating was happening and build business was going 
and transforming it into a creative space that is open, airy, bright, and still has that like working but relaxing vibe. I freaking love it. And then when you add in that bohemian plants, earth things, it's like all my favorite things together. It's like industrial systems and structure and work and like oil across your head with sweat. I love that. And I also love bright and airy and open being in the clouds and like just chill, like open layouts and concepts where you can feel everything is my jam. I like the elevation of it. I like where I can feel the energy swirling from one room to the other. Like that's just yes. And then when you add in all the opulent things like, you know, plants and nice tapestries and candles and and throw rugs shout out to to sister friend who let me borrow a throw while i was there and you know i was just like fuck yes this is my style this is where i am most creative and i need to continue accepting that and not negotiating it my best work my best ways of showing up in the world and giving in the world and being an example and healing and doing the things is when I am well taken care of. So here's an invitation to maybe explore where in your life are you not accepting who the fuck you are and how you operate and where you most feel comfortable and well tended to. Can you just say that this is just me? This is not because of trauma. It's not a wound. If you've done your work, you will know. And if not, go ahead and just go down that rabbit hole so that you can accept what is truly you. Number three, I hold on to the past more than I realize in my own life. Absolutely. And I had a, I'm in a, a, a mastermind with a dear friend. Shout out to her, who is a, a madrina. She is a keeper, a holder of women um, in, a, in various communities. And so we do this bi-weekly situation and we were having this exchange in which she just kind of, we weren't looking at each other. I don't think, I think this was over the phone. I can't remember right now, but squarely, energetically, squarely looked at me and was like, you're holding on to so many people who are part of your past and not from an ancestral perspective. I'm talking about in my own, she's talking about, and I'm talking about right now with y'all in my own live life of being like, I value these moments in my life. And so therefore I don't want to let go of these people. And To be honest with you, if I sit down and talk to the ancestors, it is an ancestral wound and patterning of collecting people even when the time has expired, the season has ended. I'll be talking more about that in another episode, but it just made me do more shedding, not just in my own way that I'm living, but in my relationships. Let me actually let people go and I don't have to call them up or talk about it or say anything. There's no ill feelings. It's just... Oh, that's done. You know, sometimes I'm always leaving a little door open. That's like, Hey, you know, that ended then, but maybe, maybe we'll come back together and connect in another way. And sometimes it just needs to be like, no, that's done. Okay. Bye. (laughs) So, um, that one's a good one. That's a good one. I appreciated that coming through while I was in New Orleans. Hmm. Okay, I need to drink this tea faster. I'm talking. Another learning is, uh, and this really landed, this really landed in the week that I got back home is my resistance to teaching. A huge learning to that. You know, again, new spaces will help you 
reflect. New spaces can reflect who you are back on yourself. And the more that I spoke to people and to the spirits, I found a lot of them listening to me to learn, not just to exchange information. Um, an example of this in regular life is when you're talking and having a dialogue and the per- you can feel that the person's ready to contribute to the conversation. They're ready to, they're already preparing their answer, which that can trigger other things, right? What's the difference between active listening and just already ready for a rebuttal or your contribution? But that's not what we're talking about. But we know what that feels like when someone is, we're in dialogue. There's a little ping-ponging situation going on in the communication. What I found and realized in my time in New Orleans is that I talked to people and they were really taking me in. They really could recognize that I'm a natural born teacher and leader more than I have given myself credit to. And to call myself completely out, I had an amazing reader, reading by a reader in the hoodoo tradition of which I am a member and belong to by birthright. Shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out. <laughs> Um, who in early 2018, so many, I'm referencing that time a lot in this episode already. Okay. Noted. Uh, my folks in the session, uh, my folks came through and were like, you're not a rookie. You know, you're not, you've learned everything. Stop trying to learn shit. You already know it. And honestly, every time I sign up for shit, that's basically how I feel. I'm like, Hey teacher, you're teaching, you're trying to teach me things that I already know slash, um, I know more than you about it. And it's not just me as an individual in my soul. It's the spirits and the people who walk with me. They give me information and I trust it. I live based on what I pick up on, which is something that I want to start talking about more, especially within the context of business. Because what I see a lot in this entrepreneur, online entrepreneur, spiritual entrepreneurial realm is Again, there's a lot of money in trying to give you five steps to having an online business or 10 steps to this or whatever. Or at the end of the day, your spirit tells you exactly what you need to be doing. Your higher spirit knows exactly who you are and what you want to be doing while you came here. Your spirits want the best for you when you tune in with them. And in collaboration, they lead you down your path in the best way. So you know, when when we accept who we are, me as a teacher, ooh, people that, that accept that people always listen to me, ooh, um, I'm learning how to be that more and more digitally and through these Zoom and online portals as opposed to in person, that's new information for me. Learning to do that, accepting that and learning to trust your spirits is that is the empowerment that is the walking of your path it's not the results it's not the doing it's the accepting and it's the listening so i am accepting that i am absolutely deepening and needing to embrace the fact that i am a teacher that i am a guide i i know i'm a facilitator i have no problem facilitating that has been um instilled in me and i i'm okay with that but the teaching piece is like oh my god so Thank you for those who have seen me in that way and who affirm me in that way. And there's a lot of healing that is happening around that, you know, historically teaching and that hierarchical order has been very traumatizing in our culture, in our communities, and in my own personal life. 
And the more that healing is happening, which is what I want to talk about next, the more that I, we, you can embody your purpose and the blessings and gifts you're here to bring to the world. So thank you to the people and the spirits who've allowed me to see that block. Shout out to my own coach who, what we do is what I do, you know, it's, uh, in a sense, it's finding these personal blocks and beliefs. And then I, after our session, end up taking it to my spirits and I go back and see what is the core ancestral and generational wound around that. And that's how I move. That's what, that's what I mean about getting to the core things. It's not just our, everything that we're experiencing in our own lives is a result of something else. It's the energy body of something that came before us. And so I'm looking for us, and this is something I do in my own life, clearly, is to break up that energy pattern and then bring in new things from up and down the lineage. Okay. Those are my four New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans. I don't really know the real word. I know there's some folks from down there who are listening to this, so correct me. New Orleanian um, learnings, traveling like a local, changing environments so that you can feel new energies and see your relationship to space and energy in your life. You need some some type of contrast and change to, to be able to see clearly sometimes. Self-acceptance, that's ongoing thing. Ah, letting go of the past in this life, not the past in the past. Well, the past in the past, of course that too. Sometimes this language just doesn't even articulate what I'm really trying to say. So annoying. Mm. And then accepting resistance to teaching to become a teacher. Those are my, those are my little learnings off the top of the bat. So let's move on to healing that is happening. So beyond these learnings and insights in New Orleans, there's some actual things that are that are happening that I think is happening more than just with me. I have noticed in my conversations with other healers and coaches and change makers and spiritualists that there is such um, an urge to excavate, excavate, yeah, the whatever like unconscious um, insecurities or blocks. There's more excavation and dying off of that right now. And I think it is in prep for what's coming this spring. Over and over again, I've been seeing folks having whole whole breakdowns, whole like, fuck this shit, I'm over it. (laughs) And then being like, oh, I just need to do this. Like I need to accept this. I need to move in this direction. And then it's blowing them up like they're able to have the capacity to show up so i think the healing that is happening across the board and this is again also in my own life is really understanding what it takes to be a spiritual entrepreneur what i find with spiritual entrepreneurs is we are like not stuck that's not the real word i want to use but we're a bridge of two worlds of this business um, trade value exchange, which is different than sharing, which is different than community organizing. Yeah. Let's talk about that right now. So I was seeing this and I'll have a graphic, I think go up on the inter intergrams for this of the difference between sharing 
and trading and trade being commerce and business and sharing being community exchange, community organizing, like resource sharing, crowdsourcing. Essentially, here is our pot and let us all make sure we all have what we need. So it's like the shuffling thing where the energy or the another way of looking at business is like, here's something I've cultivated, I've honed. This is my thing that I've developed. I've labored over it, over it in some way, shape or form. And I've uh, a, a, attached this value to it that I would like to trade with you for your money or for your, I would say money, because once you get into bartering, I think that slides you right over to sharing right? But we're talking um, something I've cultivated and I have, and you do not have it. And so you are now going to trade something that maybe you did not cultivate. It's something you've earned, right? You might've earned the money or earned the gold or earned the shells, but um, it's not something that you have grown, you know, facilitated, source, whatever, whatever. That's the difference. And because we're the, the product, if you will, is spiritual connection or transformation or, um, a, you know, yeah, that's it. Connection, right? Connection, healing, growth, transformation, those things, energy shift, a change that is oftentimes um, not as tangible in the delivery, but is definitely tangible in the acceptance and the living of it. We find ourselves in conflict or we're struggling because you can't always monetize a blessing such as your spiritual gift. And so I see time and time again where spiritual entrepreneurs are like, I don't want to be a sellout. I don't want to be a capitalist. I want to make things accessible. Um, you know, healing is for everyone. Our spirituality is our birthright, all the things that I say. And I believe all those things. I stand by them hands down. I do believe that healing and spiritual connection and ancestral healing is all of our birthrights. And you could go and read all the books. You could find an old, old elder that you just clean their house and get their groceries or mow their lawn or, you know, I was going to say sweep their snow, <laughs> shovel their snow and sweep their porch. Um, or you can sit out in nature and channel energies and trial by error and get all caught up in type of funky stuff and then find your way out of it. You could do all of this stuff on your own. But the fact that you're wanting to learn from someone and we do live in this capitalistic system, the system that even if it isn't capitalism, stuff costs, you know, stuff costs because we don't own land. We don't live on land. We don't we don't have that being passed down. There needs to be a trade. Unless you're on some compound and you really are in that sharing economy, which I have that book. It's a great book to read. I'll have to put it in the show notes. What is it called? Sacred economy, uh, spiritual economy. Okay. Anyway, spiritual, uh, whatever. I'll put it in the show notes. There needs to be trade. And so what I see myself doing, because I know you guys have been emailing me, I seriously have like people on the wait list for our mastermind around healing businesses, is really breaking down the ups and downs of being a spiritual entrepreneur and what blocks us from having our needs met so that we can be part of um, orchestrating or heralding in the change that we want to see in the world. I know that that is needed. The thing is, I stopped doing the 
conscious business work directly and the spiritual branding work because we spent so much time and energy unpaid by the way untraded by the way unexchanged and reciprocated by the way (laughs) i was spending so much time doing the healing work right and so i was like let me let me pause i remember last year actually before last year spirit was like you need to shift into the healing work first and after people go through and they've cultivated community with you and y'all have done things with their spirits and they realize who they are and get a better grasp on those things then we can go into more of the conscious business and the spiritual branding work and that was a big leap for me because people knew me as a really great brand strategist and marketer and business maker and things like that i've helped a lot of spiritual people make lots of money pay mortgages like sustainable income and myself right but it also just felt so yucky because people were buying business stuff not realizing what i was really doing and who all was working with them and that was a disservice to myself and also the spirits that i work with it was an undersell so i needed to get into right relationship and boundary and take the time to cultivate slowly the transformation and healing that I know that needs to happen in this world for us spiritual entrepreneurs and vision makers and change makers to be able to step in. It's easy to tell someone they need to hire an assistant. All the things that's blocking you, both your own traumas and your ancestral and the cultural programming that stops you from doing it, that's where the healing is needed. Right? We all know where we need to be or what we want to be able to, to be sustained and, and vibrant and safe and well-held and in pleasure. The things that are stopping us from doing it both in our own lives and that's inherited and that's around us in the collective energy field, that's what needs to be shifted. And each one of us contribute to the shift. That's why I say this work is personal, it's familial, it's communal, and it is cultural. It's at least three to four different levels. So what I've been, what's healing in me is what it looks like to step from spiritual entrepreneurship, solopreneur, you know, full transparency. I have made over six figures, right? Last year alone. And now it is, what does being solo entrepreneur moving into CEO of a spiritual company look like? And I want to do that. And I am doing that in a way that does not dilute the message or the potency or the integrity of who the fuck I am, my authority to do this work and to be part of the change. That is my legacy being lived right now. So that's what's happening. Some of y'all have seen a way more typos coming out of my emails or messing up with links or things being posted when they're not. It's because I'm hiring. I'm hiring. I am creating new systems. I am collaborating with people. And there is a whole coming together of us creating a new vibration of collaboration within my work. So there's that. I'm going to be talking much more about that. I think it's so needed. Um, If you go back to an earlier episode this season, I talk about needing to come together in community to create the sustainability and the structures through conscious business. And I want to help us do more healing so we can have those businesses and doing the businesses. (laughs) Both. I've been healing around even more. It's ongoing for the love of God, which actually is not different than what I just talked about relating to business and spiritual CEO, but in trusting the masculine, trusting structure and logic and analysis 
within myself and externally. When we do that, we can relax and allow the path to unfold and show up to do the work, to create the boxes and the containers that we need to be supported. That's what's happening over here. And it is very interesting. Another thing is getting what I want. I've been getting a lot of what I want lately and I fucking love that. I remember an ex of mine being like, you are so spoiled. Like you actually think you should get what you want. And I'm like, "Uh, duh, shouldn't we all? We all should get what we want. And I don't think me getting what I want is going to harm you. How about that? In fact, my intention is give me what I want and it causes no harm or very little harm to others. And if it is harming, is it really me or is it your wounds or is it your ancestral wounds? Let's get into that. Yeah. And if it is me, then let's refine that too. Shit. Everything's on the table at this point. (laughs) But refinement is awesome because we think we want what we want and then we get what we want and we're like, oh, wait, this actually isn't it. There's an old saying that's like, be careful what you ask for, because for what you wish for. And there's also in our culture, American culture, it's like, I just want to consume, consume, consume. As soon as I get this mark, it's never enough. I think things are enough. I think we don't really ever know what we really want until we start achieving and working towards it. And then we're like, oh, just kidding. It looked like this for someone else. But what's actually for me and my energetic vibration, it's not that. So I'm seeing that relating to the masculine. I'm seeing that relating to how I date and how I work and how I move. I've been able to move quickly and slowly. I've been able to be beautifully held and respected and loved on, but it was missing some things that I fucking want to experience in this life. And you know what that thing is? I'm going to tell y'all. I hold this intention with me, y'all, because actually by me saying it, I think there's other people listening to this who also want the same thing. So let's hold it for each other. I want the most amazing lover and companion who not only bestows greatness upon me and reflects my awesomeness and is completely down for this great, amazing exchange. I also want him to be absolutely, incredibly financially stable and the leader of our household. I do. I want that. Not because I can't do it, but because I don't want to do it. I want to have all this greatness that I've got and I am matched by someone like that. How about you? We'll let that float out across the airwaves. Let y'all know I might open up a little. (laughs) Want to date me? (laughs) Side up, page. Let me stop playing. I actually know someone who's doing that. She's phenomenal. Um, Okay. Another thing. So this is something I actually been wanting to talk about for a while because whenever I do send out my emails, I get a lot of email reply backs of people being like, you're talking to me, you're talking about me, or this reminds me of the conversation we had or whatever. Real talk, y'all, the details of something can be true to you and your story and your healing and your becoming. The construct, the situation, the energy behind it is all the fucking same. So if we ever have a conversation and you think I'm talking about you, guess what? I'm not. (laughs) I'm fucking not. Unless I say a client or a friend or the other day I was speaking to and we said, unless I give those like prefixes, there we go. I'm not. The thing is, we are all in collective conscious. There are things happening in my life that is also happening in yours. 
And I want to just remind people of that because as I get in closer relationship, I think people think that folks are talking about them more. <laughs> that sounds like an asshole, but let me just be honest, to be honest with y'all. Like, let me, let me be hella honest. I'm really not spending that much time thinking about other people. I really spend a lot of time in my own healing with my spirits and then showing up for my clients. I literally walk out of client sessions and don't remember them because I'm in spirit mode. I'm literally in spirit mode. And then I have to clear and spend time with my dog and nourish my body. I don't even look at the notes until we're ready to walk again, <laughs> until we're trying to work again. And I just want to say that because I, I don't, because I live my life and I know myself, I don't realize how mysterious I can come across to the world. And that's some of the feedback I've been getting. So basically all that to say, yes, something happened, but all that to say, I want to address this. If you ever feel like I'm talking about you or to you in a podcast or in a writing, take it as that is a trigger or a sign or, or an indication for you to dive deeper and explore for yourself. Cause I don't know. I don't remember. Like I literally say, people know this when they come to my webinars or my workshops and stuff, they're like, what did you just say? And I'm like, I don't know. Do you know that I'm physically here, but talking to y'all and talking to a bunch of other people at one time? I don't fucking know. Anyway, take that everywhere. Take that. You know, we take so much stuff personal and we think that everything is about us. We keep centering ourselves and this universe, this healing is more than you. That's the whole premise of ancestral healing and lineage healing, the way that I do it. You can keep heavy lifting and thinking that if you change your life and you get the money and you make the this and you look like this and you marry the whatever, all of the material indications and still the same vibration of lack of fear of not enoughness, of unworthiness, of uh, fear of visibility, uh, all the things are energetically still there because it's not just yours. It's all of ours. And we have unique things in our lineage that keeps those vibrations alive and in our lives. And then with those vibrations being alive and in our lives, then our lives continue to reflect them. And then we're bouncing that shit off each other, being triggered every motherfucking day. That's really what's going on. That's what I'm saying. Can we like chill the fuck out for a moment and see what we mean about healing for the greater good. Yes, the motivations are always our own lives of what am I going to gain that I can, I can have a more pleasurable life and enjoy. Clearly, I'm all about that. Like, yes, we are self-motivated people, but consider all the other people and things that are involved that, are, that will be affected by your healing, by your releasing, by your letting go, by you realizing that it's not always about fucking you. It's not. Even for myself, you know, I find myself being fucking selfish all the time in a beautiful, great way. And also in a fucked up way. I'm like, did you even listen to that person or were you in La La Land? I'm really good at being at La La Ashland. Damn it. I'm a triple Pisces. So there's that. I just want to say that because total trigger warning, y'all. Um, you have gotten research, Ashley. You have gotten, and I use my whole name there, Ashley. You've gotten research, Ashley. You've gotten psycho-spiritual certified coach, Ashley. You've gotten spiritual channel, Ashley. You've got visionary, Ashley. You've got water, emotional, intuitive feeling, Ashley. The part that you guys are about to start getting is fire, Ashley. Okay, I got some shit to say because I'm getting really fucking annoyed with people. <laughs> and I just need to allow that part of me to also be here. 
And as I create more boundaries so people can come correct in their healing, I had an idea. Oh my God. And I'm going to say it out loud because I know other healers and amazing spiritualists and leaders listen to this podcast. Um, I had this idea and I hope y'all and also me will run with it in our own communities and respectful ways. But there's an actual need to teach people how to show up for healing before the fucking healing even happens. Everyone says they want an elder and they want to be spiritually connected, but then you come on here fucking sloppy. It's like, this isn't church. (laughs) And I'm saying that as an ex-Christian who grew up in a Pentecostal church, like you had to come to church in a dress and a suit, at least decent, right? You're not coming in a swimsuit and like teeny, like from the club hung over, you know, I mean, some people did that and they sat in the back and we gave them grace and all those things, but true statement, shady ass churches as they, (laughs) no disrespect, but I'm going to speak honestly, shady ass churches, they would be like, and did you see what she wore to church? Oh girl, we had to give her a throw over her legs. Bless her heart. You know, like this is not a church where it's okay to come as you are. My church is not that. My place is not just come, this sounds terrible because I am so compassionate. There's always a balance, it's both and here. So let me be a little bit more clear so that my rant doesn't totally go off the hinges. The point I'm trying to make is there is a balance for showing up and being met in your full humanity, right? And also showing up respectful that you're speaking to a human, a healer, someone who has invested, has been initiated into, who has the authority to do some shit. And if you want to come to them looking sideways and all willy-nilly with your shirt half off, cocked to the side and your attitude and all this entitlement, like, no, no, you will be sent off. (laughs) Like, I was, I put a post up this week on Instagram. If you follow me, you've said it. I'm like, yo, I think about quitting this work all the fucking time. And my ancestors and spirits just laugh at me because they're like, you came here for this. This is your destiny. You've been walking this for a long ass time. This is part of the struggle. This is part of your healing. This is part of your leveling up. And honestly, a lot of the shit that you're doing, Ash, makes it harder for yourself, right? I couldn't quit if I wanted to, but the things that make me quit is when people don't understand the amount of effort, energy, love that goes into being a healer, a coach, a spiritualist, a bridge, and a little respect can go a long way. We don't need to be perfect. We don't need to hide, but we do need to be authentic and respectful. So there's that. You probably have never heard me talk like this. But that's the truth, because some people have been mad disrespectful lately, and it's been happening for a long time, and I'm a little bit over it. So if that rubs you in the wrong way, as I just said, and if you think I'm talking about you, as I just said, maybe you should sit with it and think about how you approach not just me, but any fucking person that you think wants to help you become a better person, to help you heal, to help you be free, to help you achieve what you want, to help your people rest, to help you cultivate being a better fucking version of yourself, come with a little goddamn respect. A little humility for all of us goes a long way. And to be a healer and a coach and a person serving, we're always humble. A lot of us are. A lot of us aren't, but a lot of us are. We wouldn't be in this work if we did not care. You can't be in this work if you didn't if you didn't care. And you certainly can't make a full-time living, right, and have impact if you don't care. Just remember that. Remember that. 
All right, let's move on. <laughs> really proud of myself. I've had people tell me like, Ash, you are so nice. I would never deal with that. And I'm like, no, no. Now the fire is ready to come. But you know what? I've been doing a disservice by not letting you guys see all that, all the parts of me because that fire energy also comes up when it's time to help push you into the place that you want to go or when you need boundaries with different spirits and energies. Yeah? All right. Mm. Next up. Healing is happening. <laughs> is on and popping. And I am so excited about this offering. I really, really am. There's literally, I'm not kidding. I have so many materials and things that I have saved. Different pieces of evidence, different articles, different ways, rituals, ways of connecting, practices, worksheets, stories, artifacts, uh, writings, not just from myself, but different authors, different articles, like just a lot of materials around ancestral healing, personal development and growth. And I want all of that stuff, plus the, the facilitation of connecting with ancestors to be in this space. And I'm just so grateful, one, for the folk, for the download to do this, right? Because I used to be very much so, and there's still a little remnants of this, a one-on-one -on -one person. I think that going to my point just a few minutes ago, going deep and being held with both love and compassion, but also fire and courage, it's, it's very potent when you can do one-on-one -on -one work, right? You get to be held in a container and really seen and like someone's walking beside you. That is so good. It's the work that I'm most trained in. I love it. And yet my gifts have always lied in groups and greater things. I've always been a speaker reaching people with my words in a greater way. And so I had been resistant to move into group work simply because I had an association that doing so would dilute the work and that people wouldn't get what they need. And it's just totally not true. So shout out to the people who have taken me up on healing is happening, especially the early bird folks like y'all are motherfucking amazing. Again, the courage, the care, the community, the transparency, the willing to unravel in themselves with their ancestors, with each other is great. Like I was told a long time ago that I would be facilitating spaces for racial healing to happen on a spiritual level, for abundance and scarcity um, mentality and energetics to be healed at the core ancestral collective level of all different people across the lands. And I felt that and I was very afraid of it. And so to fast forward now and to see that I'm in a space where that is literally happening is beautiful. It is beautiful. And so I'm grateful that I continue to step deeper in my path. And I'm grateful that there are people who are meeting me in their own path that we are crossing and collaborating for this healing because it is happening. Thus the name, healing is happening. Even though stupid shit is still happening, healing is also happening. Yeah. So these practices, these prayers, this wisdom, the remembering, the facilitation, the group integration, the coaching, all of that stuff is in healing is happening. And I'm just excited to be able to have one space where my energy is flowing. So it's like my one-on-one -on -one clients and this it's going to be so freaking great. And I'm happy to talk about it here because I want, I want, I want to celebrate this shit. That's, that's what I'm doing here. I'm celebrating that I am doing it and that people are benefiting and loving it. That is a beautiful feeling. Yeah, y'all. 
So um, another thing is that I won't be able to do as much one-on-one work simply because there's only so much energy in the day. And I, I think that I'm doing a disservice of having greater reach, but not being able to actually do the work with folks. It just doesn't make any sense. So anyway, my wait list is full. My my one-on-one list is full and healing is happening is where it's at. So I'm actually contemplating not even doing one-on-one work anymore, but let's just table that. This is just for y'all. <laughs> this is a secret, even though it's across the whole entire internet, whoever listens to this. Anywho, if you're interested in healing is happening based on me and all the things and what's happening in your life and what you're being called to do, the wait list link is in the show notes. Head on down there and over over time, you're going to be reading and hearing about what's happening inside of the group just so you can get some, some insight before you decide to join because it's just that dope. It's just that beautiful. It's just that good. So yay to that. Yay, 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 yay. All right, so I've said all of this and we actually haven't even done the season one recap. So what's really going on? I don't know. I guess a whole lot of just truths talking. Let's recap. So season one, those eight episodes before today, really truly were about me just starting. And I know all over the motherfucking internet, And all the self-help books always say, um, just start, just start, just start. And yet it is the hardest thing to do. I just want to acknowledge that in the world. And I myself have really struggled with that. I had tried to start a podcast before. It was called Am I Podcast, All Mixed and Indigenous, because I do think that we're all mixed and we all have some indigenous roots somewhere. I still believe that. That was the beginning of that. And it started in like 2018. I did like publish one or maybe two episodes and then had a bunch of shitty ass episodes like on my computer, just struggling with them. And uh, I'm just grateful that one, I had the support to finally do this, to actually start. And actually I tr- started with Am My Podcast 2018. Then I tried to do this podcast, believe it or not, in October of last year. And I was like, oh, I'm going to write this list and this is the, this is the task. I'm going to get it done and this is what the episodes are going to be and I'm going to just push through it totally with my whole like muscle man, wounded, self-doubting, masculine energy that was like, hey, man ancestors, help me push through and do this shit. And they were like, yeah, okay. If you're not feeling it, why should we push you? And I was like, y'all are so wise. Like, Thank you for being the fathers that were not physically in my life. (laughs) Thank you from the spirit realm. And so I ended up being really well held by my own coach and she didn't push. She just was like, you're going to do it when you're ready to do it. And I was like, but I'm ready to do it. But it was in my energy field, but I had all this other stuff, my own personal stuff. So let me share something with y'all because it's actually happening a lot there. uh, What's been happening a lot just with me, but also now with um, clients that I've been working with for a year now with their ancestors. Once you're you're used to working with your ancestors and you've elevated the lineage, not just one, but like a whole lineage with the core reoccurring themes, you'll start to notice where the energy body, like the bigger pressure around something 
isn't as big anymore because it's not all of their stuff for years and century. It's literally yours. Now you need to change your mind. You need to change your patterns because it's not them. So what I've been experiencing, and again, some of my other clients is I'll be like, oh my God, I'm struggling with this thing. I can't show up on this podcast. I don't even know. What do I have to fucking say? People are going to think I'm stupid. Like all these things. And I'm like, oh, let me see if this is an ancestral thing. Is this about like blocking my voice and like black women aren't heard and like all this shit. And then they show up and they're like, no, ho, we're good. We've been telling you to do this for a long ass time. Like you don't fucking talk or what? It's not us. We, we want you to do this. It's your time. We've remember that time that we did this already. We healed this already. Remember we started talking and telling you all this stuff that we weren't doing before because blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, fuck. It's not them. It's not ancestral. This is totally all on me. I'm afraid I am contributing or I am allowing myself to hook into the collective belief system or I am still operating on the on a vibration that is no longer in the lineages anymore. That's pretty awesome. That's where when I finally realize that or I sit it down and say it, I'm like, okay, when I just change my mind and take action and it feels good and come from a place of like knowing that this is good for me and I have, again, the authority to say and to talk and to show up, it feels completely different, completely different. The other day, my coach was like, you move so fast. And I'm like, I move fast because one, she does really great coaching, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> She's fucking awesome. Two, I'm willing to do it. And then three, I have the ancestral backing where they are literally tapping their feet, like standing at the door because they're supporting me and they are healed up in their own things around whatever I'm working on. It's, it's just momentum. It's clear energy to cultivate new energy with, if that makes sense. So that's what I mean when I say heal at the core, get your ancestors backing you up so that your regular coaching or your workshops or your webinars or your book reading or your journaling, you can actually move through shit fast, like hella fast. It doesn't take a lot of time to experience the fruits of transformation. So the takeaway here is, besides what I just said, you can't push things you need to allow you also need to know that there's a balancing act of pushing and following through and learning and allowing. <laughs> Sounds like a contradiction, but everything always comes back to both and or, or rather balance. If I didn't have an outline created for me to follow relating to getting those first three episodes done for the season for launching on January 1st and feeling the energetic support, I wouldn't have followed through. And then I needed to just rest and trust that each day I was going to do the thing. And if I didn't do the things, because I didn't feel it energetically myself, even though, again, my ancestors were there being like, and another thing, tell them this. And I'm like, oh my God, I could trust that I was going to show up the next day and just get it done. So that's how, believe it or not, this podcast, when it first launched, it got produced those first four episodes, the teaser, and then the three launching episodes was all done in two weeks time including like editing, including the artwork, including the promo graphics, including the writing, include everything was in two week time period, y'all. That's a lot for like a lot for someone who hadn't done it. But when you're like, all right, I'm still shaking in my boots. I'm still not quite sure 
what I'm going to say or how I'm going to say it. And they're like, don't worry about that. Can you just be a vessel? We just need you to show up and your higher self, your purpose, and our blessings are going to come through you. Can you just trust that? And anyone who doesn't like it, it's cool. Like they're done walking past with you. They're going to veer off and continue on their path. That's all. That's a beautiful visual because I can feel the remnants of like my, my fire water rant earlier. And I'm like, oh no, people are going to be so upset at me and they're not going to like me anymore. And they're like, that's cool. They're just going to walk and end up on their path in another direction. Ah, you see how the healing is happening? Mm-hmm. All right. There's more. And I hope my phone didn't just die because that is where my notes are. The last takeaway really with a season recap is um, just get help. Like with Am I Podcast, I was trying to write it, produce it, design it, and edit it. And I had no edit skills. Like I've been a producer for um, film and for promo and video and things like that. Uh, but I had never done any audio stuff at all. And that was just stupid. Now, at the time, I didn't have any money in 2018 to be paying someone. However, it's totally not true because I could have just done one episode a month and and found a really inexpensive $20 per episode person and just not eating tacos that week. (laughs) If you can and you want to have a creative thing, find a way to get help. For real, for real. I love right now. All I need to do is set the intention, connect with my folks, write an outline, record it, and send it to my team. And that's huge. You know, it really, it really is. And especially when we say, here's the thing, talk about healing is happening. Women, and especially black women, us, when we're like, we're not supported, and yet there's an opportunity to be supported, but we will not allow ourselves to be supported. We will not trust that we will be supported. Now, does it take work on our end to be supported? Yes, because there's a certain way we want to be supported. I had to say, I want my podcast to look like this. I want my podcast to be like this. I want people to feel like this. I want it to sound like this, right? And they had to edit it. And then I had to give them feedback. They're like, no, that's not up to my standard or whatever. I just want to get it done. Let's get, let's get moving. Or that's not what we agreed upon, or I don't care what the standards of a podcast is. This is how me and my people are operating and we will refine it over time and staying strong on that so that people could support me the way that I want it to be supported. And if they didn't, they didn't, you know, I had to, my first editor was cool, but it was a little, it was a little bit rough and there was some non, you know, they weren't totally, whatever. I don't want to talk about that. The point is I've had two people the person I'm working with now, or the people, actually two of them, or maybe even three, uh, they're fantastic. So there's trial and error in getting what you want, which is what I talked about earlier. There's a refinement process of getting what you want. I got what I want. I had someone help me, but I had to keep telling them what I wanted until I got the people who understood it and will produce it in a level that resonates with me and my people. So that's another thing about spiritual entrepreneurship. It's not just what's in your pocket and reflective of you. When I fuck up, I have to answer not only to my own emotions and feelings of worthiness and judgment, I have to also answer to my obviously clients. And then two, I have to, or my community, and then three, two, three, I can't count. I definitely immediately have to answer to my spirits and the people who are supporting and protecting me, right? They're like, the fuck is that? And I'm like, oh my God, you're right. I'm so sorry, y'all. Like, forgive me. So there's 
that when the quality of something is not in alignment and you're a spiritual entrepreneur, you're going to, you're going to have some work to do. So y'all probably already know this, but y'all loved episode four. It was the most popular. That was the stop belonging and start healing. Stop belonging, trying to belong and start leading. Um, as soon as you stop belonging, you can do the healing that allows you to lead. I mean, that was a fully channeled, beautiful, beautiful episode. Like that one I actually might go back and listen to because I can still feel what it was like for that message to come through. And it's the one that I got the most personal response back. It's the most listened to episode. So if you ever are questioning or afraid and in whatever way to walk your path, go back to that episode. It is literally the best one of this whole starting season. And it also tells me what I and what I know you already know. And that is that most of us are not stepping into our calling because we're afraid of being different. We're afraid of being wrong. We're afraid of being singled out from our communities and our belonging and our culture. Meanwhile, we're here to help heal our communities and shine, right, in our, in our authenticity and to evolve slash heal this culture. So how do we stay small and continue participating in something that we're asking to evolve and to heal? It's a little bit impossible. And not to be so polarizing, because it's not impossible, it's just very challenging. We have to be very diligent and clear about what we are subscribing to and what we are not subscribing to. So yeah, when I say we can't belong to a culture we're actively trying to change, that's totally not true. Like I do conscious business and I'm totally part of the American capitalistic system in a certain way. And the ways that I choose consciously to participate is that I do, I, I set my own prices right? Capitalism fundamentally, not the toxic part, the part that we are not for, is the exploitation and the denigration of people, plants, animals, environment, manipulation of things and resources in order to have massive capital gain. That is what I'm a no for, right? I am a yes for being able to set the prices that I want and need to sustain my life, to give back to my communities, to plan for the future, right? To do all those things. So that's my line. Before I used to be very extreme. It was like, everything's going to be in exchange. I don't want to give any money. And meanwhile, I was hardly paying my rent, you know, that's not going to work. I am not, and I have already done this, right? Move to the other side of the world and live on way less. I'm not longer doing that. And even when you do that, it comes with a whole nother set of requirements. And again, money, assets, and consumerism, capitalism. Unless you're living on a ranch on land that, again, who owns it? So you're still not free. There is no absolute freedom outside of this system right now. And that's something that my ancestors and guides have been talking to me about personally, more healing that is happening, is trying to find my happy balance of being part of this world, even though I'm not of it. And I know a lot of you out there are trying to figure that out as well. Being like, fuck this, that's wrong, that's oppressive, that's harmful, and yet I need to survive, I need to be taken care of, I'm in this life, I'm in this earth. So the way my people tell me is they're like, listen, understand this humanity, this human experience, stop hating it so much and start respecting it and then contribute to it along the way for its evolution. And that has been very humbling for me. Like 
as an extraterrestrial soul, old soul, and this young, vibrant, bright energy body, it's excruciating to be on this planet. I'm not even talking about being a woman or being black or being a millennial or being from the North with Southern roots or from a poverty background. I don't even talk about any of those identities. I'm just saying the fact that where my soul comes from and that I'm fucking human is hard. And I know, I know so many of you feel that, right? So we need to, and I really am talking to myself, am stepping deeper into accepting this human experience so that I can better contribute to it from the inside out. But if I'm not solid on who I am and my soul's calling to be here, I will get swept up in the mess. And that has been happening. It's been happening so much. So I'm crystal clear now and becoming even more clear daily on the ways in which I am subscribing to this human experience and the ways in which I will say, no, this is the new way. This is the way that I'm fumbling and figuring out how to do it differently for the collective evolution. All right. That is going to require compassion and boundaries, compassion for this human experience. Even with my rant earlier, I'm going to keep referencing that because I'm letting it again settle in. I really mean everything that I said, though, and having some boundaries. (laughs) How beautiful was that? That was really that was well played out on my notes. Compassion and boundaries. It's going to require courage and rest. It will require having trust so that you can take action and then sitting back and watching and allowing for the universe, the community, your people to reflect the healing that is happening and that you're bringing forth in the world. So episode four was awesome. I, I feel the vibration of that still being very, very important. Otherwise, season one, besides just being about taking action, just starting, being supported, um, stating what I would want and what I need and calling us into a different type of podcast experience. I really wanted to take the time to share a little bit more about myself and how I communicate with spirit before I get into more of the teaching and these philosophies in the coming seasons. So I hope that folks will take the time to listen to those episodes and really see who I am. You know, folks who work with me, they were like, yeah, I already know all of this. Like, I can't wait till you get to the other stuff. Like (laughs) I'm telling people about it, but like, let's get to the other stuff. And I'm like, I hear you. There'll be a combination of my style, which is diving deep into the underbellies of the water. (laughs) And also some of these surface or like beginner in a surface level. But if I say a the deepest underbelly, darkest waters, I guess surface water makes sense. But you know, some of these things that are just like, people think that speaking to spirit or connecting with ancestors is witchery. I have a funny, funny story about that too. I think I might've mentioned this in another episode where I talked about spiritual crafts and I was like, oh shit, that's witchcraft. And like, that was funny. Anyway, so I'm going to talk about some of those things that's just for like the newbies, the folks who are just embarking on personal development, ancestral healing, curious about purpose-driven, conscious, soul-aligned work and sustainable ways of making money and being the change in the world and cultural healing and evolution, all that good stuff. Um, on a surface level, but also the deeper things that might be triggering and might invite you into exploring further. That's all to come. The season one was, this is my path. This is my philosophy. Who's in alignment? Who's here with me? What are you getting? What are you exploring? 
So before I wrap up with some insights to action and give some more housekeeping, I do want to say if any parts of this podcast is resonating with you, even if it's just one part, please share it. Please share it. I want to see the screenshots and the tagging me and the telling people one line that resonated with you or triggered you or made you go, hmm, can you share that with me on the internet? I would really like that. And if you feel called, leave a rating, you know, four or five stars, three stars, whatever, whatever's the truth. Leave some ratings. And even more so, if you want to participate in the giveaway, but also just share with me again, how you feel about the podcast so far and what you want to see more of, please leave a review. I would like to do so. Otherwise, y'all just going to keep getting whatever I want and what my spirits are saying. (laughs) But I do believe in this can be even more collaborative. Just come again with respect and an open spirit, like a really loving um, spirit. Respect, honesty, authenticity, and love would be great. So I look forward to receiving your reviews. If you got your pen and paper handy, here are the insights to action I want to share with you for this season one wrap up. Get your pen and paper handy. And as you do that, I'm going to let you guys know what next episode is. Episode 10, I will be giving you a teaser into season two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, insights to action. I have a question for you. What have you started since January? Turn the corner. What have you started since January came in and 2021 came to be? What have you started? Just just think about what do you whether you thought about them as New Year's resolutions, maybe it was an intention, maybe you're like 2021 is going to be like this because 2020, this pandemic, this world, this just kind of go back and look at what you started and look at your relationship to it. Consider what you, where you might need help. Consider um, if you're bringing your care and love and passion and fire and boundaries and openness to it. Like how are you working with in relationship to what you said you were going to start in this year? Number two, question number two. What seeds have been planted? What plans have you been trial and erroring in that you can refresh on and lean into come spring equinox time? I think in the Western and Northern hemisphere, which I don't think East and West change anything, right? Isn't it just whatever, North and South, but I'm in the Northern hemisphere. So it will be spring equinox for those in the Southern, it would be fall. So for those that are of us who are going into spring, what are you looking to refresh and lean into so you can really nurture the buds and the little seedlings and the sprouts come March 21st-ish time, which is right around the corner. And those who are going into fall uh, equinox, autumn time in the Southern hemisphere, my friends down in Australia, Australia and South Africa, right? And South America, y'all, what is dying off? What have you accomplished and you need to get ready to let go of as you move into this next season? Yeah, the fall season. So just some reflections. If you are interested in exploring even more insights to action relating to this episode, which is the recap of all of season one of It's Still Happening, and 
getting more or hearing more from me, I have a sacred space called Insiders. It's where I write more insights and inspirations to a smaller, more connected community. And you can actually leave comments. We can dialogue. We can talk. We can connect. If you would like to join that space, the link is in the show notes. Come on over and join Insiders. If you do the free version, you will only be getting my regular free recap emails, which are newsletters that go out to my newsletter community. But what you should be doing when you come over to Insiders is signing up for a subscription, and that's where you get my writings, my musings, my insights, and more behind the scenes. You also get exclusive first offers to things that I'm doing as an insider. So come on over and check that out, especially if you want more reflections and explorations around this podcast. Okay, y'all, that is episode nine. I hope that you enjoyed it. I look forward to receiving your words and feedback. And however it's received and whatever you go and do regarding your healing, your ancestral connection, your personal development, um, your acceptance, just do it with courage and compassion, y'all, and your authentic self. Sending lots of love to you wherever you are and on the lands you choose to work and live on. Peace. Hey y'all, if you like this episode of It's Still Happening podcast, I would love to hear about it and see it all across the interwebs, okay? So you can find me at Ash Inspires on Instagram, on Facebook, and hey, Ash Inspires on Twitter. Go ahead and tag me and, you know, tell me, share with people what inspired you, what did my message stir up, and what are you thinking, what you're going to do about it? I'd love to know. And if you want to get more intimate with me, feel free to visit my website at ashleyjohns.com. Till then, be well.